Perfect. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I'm trying to see. Uh, we'll probably end up, I'll have to end this and then I'll listen to it. Um, but it should be all right. Are you good? You understand everything? You got your your stuff ready? Oh, from the email? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I only got that one page just about, you know, your space, if you're using a headset and all of that. There was no content. Oh, wait. The other one didn't come through? Mm-mm. I just got one. hello yes ma'am hey all right okay (laughs) so for a small portion i will tell you i'm going to be in my car driving because i just picked my kid up from work okay (laughs) gotcha no worries. You might hear, you might hear an ambulance or a police siren or maybe my furnace because I live so close to the highway. <laughs> oh, let's go for it! Look, yeah, gunshots and all the things. No, I'm joking. All, everything. I want it all. Okay, so, um, let's go ahead and let's. You know, we're gonna welcome you to the pod. We're running with cocktails. So, um, last week I drank. Well, last episode, I was drinking red wine. This episode, I won't be drinking much of anything. <laughs> Water, maybe? Uh, I think I have, like, ice cubes in my car. That's that's, about, that's true. Because, uh, listen, the way it snowed, you got something left over. In fact, it is. It's the same cup of... I have a really good cup, but it's, it's definitely still full of ice from yesterday. So there's that. <laughs> but um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell the people where you are, what your what your tags are, all your socials, where you work, Ooh, what you do. I wanted to do this. I always think it's cool when people do it. Follow me here and find me there. But okay. Yes! <laughs> so my name is Naomi. I also go by, well, sometimes it's funny. People call me, are you Naomi Blushed? Like, does that even sound like a last name? But okay, cool, whatever. Wow. Um, I, yeah, it happens. I, I just, yeah, that's me. I just give them that face. Like, you really call me by a verb right there okay um my name is Naomi I am the owner and operator of Blush by Naomi which is a all things beauty um company that is always expanding always looking for the next not so much trend but classic things in beauty um I am located in Atlanta Georgia off of a north side drive so if anybody knows where the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium is I'm not that far from there um, my social handles are blushed by Naomi, and I'll spell it because people tend to not know. B L O K B L U S H E D 
B-Y-N-A-O-M-I-E, and that's on all platforms of Facebook, Instagram, and my website, which is just blushbynaomi.com. Yes. Yeah. I think that's all my spiel. I'm doing this. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you you you're gonna repeat that thing a few times so then people won't what, what is what is right, that candle right. again no they don't know but so you you jumped into makeup it just bit you in the butt you just decided one day absolutely not this is what i'm gonna do or it's like always been none of the above <laughs> so my story is a little bit different i'm the opposite of all of that in the sense of growing up in a um, Adventist and somewhat strict um, upbringing, you know, and being also Caribbean, my parents were very, very um, not necessarily opposed of non-traditional jobs, but definitely influenced us to look into being either a doctor, nurse, lawyer, or teacher. That to them was like the top four of if you're going to make it in America, these are the things that you need to do to make it in America. So a lot of these more creative roles in entrepreneurship or you know being able to support yourself they're not familiar with not to say that they don't understand it they just know that it may have taken you know a lot more time or a lot more struggle whereas if you chose jobs that kind of had a backup for you or set up there was less that you would have to do in order to get to that point so you know growing up I was either going to be a pediatrician and then that gravitated to me being a um, pharmacist and then none of that happened and now I'm a makeup artist. So, um, right, exactly. Okay. Um, but what actually started this journey for me was um, back in 2007, six or seven, my sister ended up moving away. We're really close for people that don't know. We're actually six years apart, but we act like twins. People actually mistake us for twins and we don't even look alike, not even fraternally. Um, but that was a way that we kept in communication and contact because we were so close growing up. We shared the same room, a lot of same clothes. We were just that close. I mean, I went to church with her, was really good friends with her friends kind of thing and vice versa. So it was the first time that we've ever been separated and for a, you know, a very long period of time. And in that time frame, that's kind of where YouTube, you know, started to build and a lot of um, entrepreneurs on there, whether it be beauty, health, you know, fitness or food began to start doing videos explaining what it is they do, where they come from, or just their day-to-day -day life and their lifestyle. So um, in that point, while my sister moved away and I was you know, moving on and going to college, um, makeup, I guess, just kind of both jumped out at the both of us. And that was a way that we connected even more on just being sisters, but having like things in common. And um, from then on, we would send um, links back and forth of like different makeup artists that we liked or different products that we wanted to try or products that we wanted to try together like if she came home or I went to visit her kind of thing so back then is where I kind of started to get into makeup but it was still that personal side of it like I only did it on myself and maybe only in my room and I never really went out with it because of the stigma of you know my parents weren't really into all that makeup stuff. Like growing up, we wore clear nail polish. That's it. So, you know, wearing a rouge lip wow. or a blush was like, nah, you ain't okay. You, going you are a, a <laughs> night walker. You are not welcome in my home type, you know, vibe. So um, it was still very sheltered in the beginning stages that I didn't really broadcast um, my love or my talent in makeup. It, 
definitely was something personal. It's just like, you know how we all have that one thing that we may love so much, but we're still nervous about sharing that with the world or even our closest friends. That for me was makeup. And I felt like my sister and I were, her being my sister and that we connected on that, I could have, or I did use her as like a, a haven, you know, to be able to express myself through makeup. And then fast forward um, to 2015, when I actually launched the whole Blush by Naomi movement, um, it still wasn't me. I still, you know, for those amount of years, almost, what was that, 10 years plus or something like that, I still did makeup. I had a few friends would ask me, hey, you know, I'm doing my makeup for, you know, a birthday or, you know, an engagement or something, you know, and I would do it. Of course, it wouldn't be on some, you know, let me post before and after. It would just be like a quick little, you know, something, <laughs> something. And I look back and I'm like, Jesus, I did them so bad. And I hope they still love me. Cause, you know, you, like, you look back and you're like, that is not good. That just... Yeah, so no, that's colors, one of those things you're like thinking. It, the liner, the lashes, everything. There was there was a lot of issues back, but I mean, they loved it in that moment. They loved it, and that's what I can really fall back on and appreciate. Um, but fast forward in 2015, March of 2015, I ended up going to a seminar for Centric with BET, and after the and it was a great seminar. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there was top heavy hitters in the you know the social. Uh, field as well as just entrepreneurship and just uplifting black women I think that for me was the first event that I realized that we have a niche and seeing other professions there represented triggered something for me but it never really stuck um but funny enough I say that in that morning when the conference happened and that evening or after the conference that afternoon I'd say I got into a car wreck where a guy totaled my car now unbeknownst to me there was a conversation like a month prior to that about someone seeing my work that i did on my sister-in-law for her birthday i did her makeup for her birthday and somehow my information got back to a barber here in atlanta and that same night that i got in a car accident he's like hey i'm opening a salon i need a new makeup artist what do you think and i'm like how did you even get my number like what Mind you, I'm in the ER waiting on my MRI and my CT scan and my X-rays. And I'm like... Look, sir, my car is broken. I right can't think now, about this. Like, what are you asking me? Right? Like, you're asking me to switch careers when I can't even, like, really lift up my arms. So what is happening? So I kind of had to, like, shut him down momentarily. Like, hey, I, I hear what you're saying. I understand. Do you mind if I call you back on, like, Monday? It happened on Saturday. So I was like, can I get, like, two days and I'll call you back? Because I just got an accident. He's like, oh, no, bet. Cool, cool, cool. Take your time. You know, I'm just trying to look for someone to work in my salon. So over those two days, I'm over here like, what is happening? Mind you, you know how we always have those moments where we are literally pleading with God like get me out of my job I hate where I am I, I need to move forward I feel like I'm stuck I'm stagnant I've been having this conversation with him all of the beginning of 2015 and some of 2014 and to me you know you know how we sometimes like we pray and we ask for things but then when they show up because they don't look like how we expected we shut it down mm. that was yeah. that moment that I realized like how many things have I shut down because I just it wasn't wrapped up in a pretty bow and I thought, you know, it's supposed to come like this and it didn't and I overlooked it and now, you know, I'm not necessarily sitting out but it's just taking me a little bit longer to get back to that point. And after that, or those two days that I told him that, you know, let me handle the situation, I'll call you back. I was still hesitant when I called him and I said, well, I'm not a real makeup artist and, you know, I've never really worked in a salon setting before. Like, what does this entail? You'd have to like walk me through it all. He's like that, no worries. 
I got you. So in the back of my head, I was like, okay, cool. You know, he comes from a good background. We had people in common that we knew. So it wasn't that I was fearful to work with him. It was just so now that it's just like, okay, you actually want to see my skill on the platform. That was the scary part of the situation. But I had also, you know, had been asking God, I want to, I want to shift. I want to lateral move. I want to go somewhere else. I don't want to keep going horizontally and feel stagnant where I was. So within losing my car and then in five hours, I got a call. And then in 72 hours, I said yes to becoming a makeup artist. And March wow. 10th, I think it was. Yeah, 2015. I said, well, let's do it. Let's see what this looks like. And there's that leap of faith. But it also was still, because then, and then again, in those two days that I took off to like kind of think about it, I'm, I'm consulting my sister, my family members, like, hey, you know, what do you guys think? And they're like, bet, you've been saying you wanted to get out of X, Y, and Z for so long, so just do it. And I'm like, but wait, how am I going to make money? Who's going to come to me? Like, I know y'all love me, but y'all can't pay my bills. You know what I'm saying? So it was like that fear of the unknown of how will I be able to support myself as well as this business and it not fail? Because, you know, that's the, the top thing that nobody wants to do is fail, whether it be in your own business, someone else's business, your children, your family, you don't want to fail at anything. And it's just, it was a major step. But within that, you know, taking that step, a lot of times I look back and I see, you know, what I considered a failure to be just a lesson or, you know, me just starting over with some experience. So it's not a failure per se. You're just starting over with experience. So. Dude, I've said that so many times, so many times. But I I know you said something that, um, it made me think about something I read before about experiences and, you know, even when you're praying or, you know, even for whoever is not really religious, but, you know, it's that time when you ask mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the change, you know, and you're like, well, I, just, I'm, I hate my job or I'm sick of this and I'm sick of that. And, you know, then there's so many opportunities that present themselves. But what you said was, is that sometimes you turn stuff down because it doesn't look like exactly what you asked for. And I remember somebody said that and they're like, it's, you, you can't get mad if you're asking God for a chocolate cake. And instead of God presenting you with like, you know, a good chocolate cake, he gives you the flour. He gives you the chocolate. He gives you the eggs. He gives you the batter. Right. You know, he gives you all the ingredients for the cake and you're mad because it doesn't look right. like a cake. You know, and you're like, oh, this is stupid. I'm mad at that. But but we'll talk about mm-hmm. that later. Oh no, you're good. But so what we're gonna do? Because I got we we got things to chat about. Because you're already talking good, and we ain't even jumped into <laughs> the meat and potatoes of the thing, right? <laughs> but so what we're gonna do is transition, and we're gonna jump into barstool psychology, and that's where you sum up your week in six words or it can be a phrase that has six words or six random words that you just pull out the air however it is you're you're now a barstool psychologist so what are your six words adulting sucks i hate it here wow (laughs) okay that's that was my week not to say that's my life but sheesh that was my week i hate it here yeah oh yeah yeah like all aspects of adulting this week or just from bill paying to communication to driving to sleeping to just not like can we just not worry about something for like 
two hours but then when you're in that space and you've been in that space now it's norm to think about everything you have to do and what you can't do and who you need to consult with or talk to to get certain it's like I'm just I'm over adulting like I want to be eight where my biggest worry was if there's a great popsicle versus a blueberry per one and I want the blueberry one and I hope nobody else ate that one because I'm not eating grapes like Man. that's what I want to go back to <laughs> That was the life. That was life. Like, that, drinking water out of water holes. Like, God forbid I do that now, you know? Like, listen, my children don't know anything one. about that. Well, Just one of them does. But, I mean, but still. Well, no, but she, she's a daredevil and she'll she'll literally, well, as a child, I can't mm-hmm. say she does it now, but as a child, she literally crawl under the tables at a restaurant and like snatch the gum. And I'm right. like, no, sweetie, somebody right. else chewed that. Right. <laughs> but she's. She she will. She when we first moved into our house, that's the first thing she did. She grabbed the water hose and, you know, her siblings were like, ew, she drank hose water. I was like, bruh, that's <laughs> that's a life. That's the freshest water out there. How we house. grew up. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because especially at my grandmother's house, oh, she yeah. was like, Don't y'all ain't gonna be exactly. running and like, No, okay. Yeah, I'll I'll drink this water out the hose. I'm I'm cool. But that man. And especially because I'm old as Methuselah, I would literally love to go back to being, you know, I think the sweet spot for, for, for me was like mm-hmm. five or six. Yeah, really, for real, for real. Because you still had things done for you without you even having Yes, yeah. yes. Now you have to do all of that and think oh. of, and as you being a parent, you have to even think of the well-being of your children and not just yourself. Or you, you put yourself second to your children. And then you realize, yo, it's been... And because I have you so know, many... Like, where do you come into play? <laughs> I put myself fifth. <laughs> no, yeah. And you said, you said this adulting I sucks. Here. I hate it here. I might, I might mm. meditate on that for a little bit. Cause... Periodically, not all of yeah. it. Yeah, no, but... I will say this week was, was ebbing no. slow, but it's just the majority of that. The meat of being an adult is making decisions you don't want to do, having to do things you don't want to do, communicating and, and just not being able to be that free-spirited kid like I've realized now you know and back in the day people tell you oh you'll you'll really love your adult years this that and third I'm just like I'm not saying that I don't like my adult years I just feel like there is a level of confinement society puts us in in our adult years that makes us forget about our childlike natures and you know things that we used to do well up in our teenage years that we no longer do because of the stimulus that we can't we just don't even have time for those things anymore or the funds to do the things that we would want to do to make us truly happy sometimes or just you know be happy for a moment not to say that you know everything should be flowers and petals and meadows and things like that you know there is some struggle but I feel like more and more the clients that I speak to friends you know just Instagram scrolling through pages and seeing people's thoughts that they're the the meat of it is they're trapped and they don't know how to get out of here. And all they have is people telling them that you need to be an adult. Well, what is that? What is being an adult besides making decisions you don't want to do? Therefore, it contradicts you being free. Because when you were younger, when you become an adult, you're free. Now that you're an adult, you're not free. You're confined to so many different things. Listen, I, you can have that talk with my oldest because she has decided... <laughs> It, it's it's in that in that respect I told I've been telling her like I think I started telling her in her sophomore year I was like listen there's certain things that I'm doing for you now that when you turn 18 God bless you but yeah I'm done that part <laughs> so 
Yeah, so she she graduated last May, but then it was like, and I mean, it was real basic things. Like I told her, like she was very upset because she at that point realized how expensive, you know, pads and tampons were. Lotion, soap. And she was like, wait. Jesus, toothpaste. Yeah, and she she's like, she's like, she's like, you're not buying that for me anymore? And I was like, okay. no, bruh. Like, I mean, you know, but I, I'm not yeah. kicking you out. I'm just you're saying, just you know, and she's had a job. Right. And she's had a job since she was 16. You know, I think she got her first job maybe a week or two after she turned 16. And so she'll be 19 in July. But, you know, she was just she was like, man, I hate it. Like, and I was like, sweetie, this is this is just the tip of the iceberg, because I think what I did for for her and her sister um, is I got smart because I got tired of them popping up. And this is TMI, but um, they would. I got tired of the pop-up trips to Target or to CVS or to Kroger because some of us right. forgot when when things right, were coming right, and when things right. were leaving. So what I just started doing was I just bought it for the whole mm, year. In bulk, yep. Yeah, so I just bought it. And, and she was like, yo, how did you do that? Because it's so expensive. It's <laughs> like, don't have kids okay. until you're ready. Because, But yeah, but... um. Anyhow, you you talking good right there, man. That's a whole, that's a completely different podcast though about Mm -hmm. adulting and society. And because I did see this meme and it made me think she was like, uh, she was, the the lady was talking about adulting and what she said was um, basically she's like, adulting is a never ending to-do list of things. And then she's like, and when you're not doing those things, you're pretty certain that, you know, something is being undone Mm -hmm. or left unattended to and I was like if that is not the truth about adulting because it's like even when I've completed a lot of things in the back of my mind I'm like is there something else I could be doing and it's just like it's a perpetual state of never relaxing but I'm trying to I'm trying to get out of that but anyhow I'm gonna jump into Mm -hmm. my six words and my six words are damn damn (laughs) damn Diggity, damn, damn. Wow. <laughs> I thought I had a tough week. You just got yeah. one word. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't even know that it's tough. Um, I think for me, I started. My, I was just talking to who was I? I was talking to somebody today, and I was just saying my year, twenty twenty, has already started with the giant uh i took an extremely giant leap of faith to step away from my job and uh we had been having creative differences creative differences at work and um it was just a lot of different things that were happening and where i was going and where management was going was in two entirely different directions and so we had to have a discussion and as of January 6th, the discussion was, you go that way and I'll go this way. And that was like, because I had been in the same boat with, you know, oh God, I the, these people are getting on my nerves. So what's happening? And yeah. And because, and I'm, I'm like, it's a blessing and a curse with me. If I feel something, I'm going to say it. Um, I don't always say it with the most tact. And, and I'm working on that because I, I just need to. But um, 
I was very nice and I was very cool. And I just said, you know, I don't think this is for me anymore. And, you know, and they were like, well, we agree. So they accepted my resignation. And for me, it's just been crazy. And I think part of my craziness had been, I had worked for myself 10 years prior, uh, 10 years prior to the four years I spent working for these people, I was 100% self-employed. And I had my hands in a lot of different, you know, uh, I had my irons in a lot of different fires. So I was doing, I had a t-shirt business. I was walking dogs. I was a virtual assistant. You know, I was doing all kinds of different things just to make sure that, you know, I was keeping my head above water. And I did that for 10 years. And then for four years, I was punching a clock and building somebody else's dream. So now we're literally, what, um, a month and a couple of days into me trying to acclimate myself back to working for myself. And damn, it, <laughs> it's... I was like, okay, okay, this is, it's a, it's a different climate this time around. And, and my kids are older and their needs are different. And, you know, I'm in a house now versus an apartment. And uh, I think the last time I did this, my car was paid for. And now I have car payments. And it's just, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of contrast to the first time around and it's just like man you got to build yourself back up and you got to get that grind and that hustle and I think the biggest thing for me is it's a different kind of discipline when you work for yourself very much so versus when somebody else is when somebody else is paying you and you'll you'll be diligent when someone else is paying you because you show up on time and you don't want to step on toes and you you toe the line and you do those things when you're working for yourself it's like "Ah, I could slack off and you're like no 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 don't slack off and so it that's been a whole adjustment and I'm just like okay get into it get get into it and do the things so that's where my damn is all the damn <laughs> I get you the, the diggities damn, yeah yeah this damn thing and the, that damn yeah. thing and you're like not another damn thing and I get that for sure for sure yeah 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 oh geez but it's good I'm not complaining though because no. it's it's put it's putting me in a different Absolutely. position and I can start doing my stuff for myself again. And I, I don't feel bad. Like going to work was sucking the life, the literal right. life out of me. And I knew that I was not doing anything towards my dreams or my goals. And at the same time, I'm not a spring chicken, but you know, I'm not exactly dying. Right. But Things I'm knocking, different. I'm at a, yeah, I'm on I'm on the precipice of right. 40. I'll be 39 in March. And so my priorities are changing and mm-hmm. you know, I got things to do and I got kids exactly. that are graduating. Exactly. So come on now. So yeah, so that's 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 my that's mm-hmm. my psychology and I don't know if that helped anybody <laughs> but you know, damn. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> but you did it. You got through with yeah. that. I think that's the part yeah. about it. Like, you know, people are like, "Oh, you know, I, I can't complain or I shouldn't complain." And to me, verbalizing the trials and tribulations you go to through for, I guess for me or people that I talk to, I don't feel like it's complaining. I feel like it's talking through your emotions about what's going on in your life periodically. Because there might be a day or a week that you don't complain about anything. Everything goes right. And you're telling everybody, everybody how this day or this week went right. So for me, I think it's more so 
if you can talk about what negative thing happened to you, you're alive because it's happening to you and you can see it and you can feel it, you can touch it or you can talk about it versus the dead. They don't know if it's a good day or a bad day. They didn't know it snowed yesterday versus you and I. We know and we saw and we saw it either physically or through somebody else's page or something like that. But for me, I now am more able to understand, okay, if something is happening, you can always control your reaction. You can't control what's happening, but your reaction you can control. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the one thing I teach. I teach my daughter that because she, you know, she, I hate this and I hate that. I'm like, well, sweetie, it happened. You can't control it but you control how right. you respond exactly. to it. Exactly. So, yeah, I feel, I feel, oh God, if, if, if you have kids, you'll, I'll you'll understand. Cause my kids right. make me feel, <laughs> yeah, I, I will. And listen, and I don't mm-hmm. rush anybody. And it, and it's funny because people talk, oh, well, you have four. Yes, I do. However, <laughs> however, but <laughs> therefore, <laughs> Yeah, because like, and and that is the one thing. Like, I look at all of my friends because I, I started having kids when I was like five. Stop it! So I laugh <laughs> they're gonna think I am rich. Oh my gosh! No, <laughs> but I look at it. it, it <laughs> I did. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I did, but I mean, legit. You know, okay, I wasn't five. Maybe okay. I was like eight, well, yeah. but still, it was <laughs> three years' experience. You knew but, what you were. You doing. know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I. Whew. But I tell people all the time, like kids are really, and and people hear me out, and and this even pertains to the people who you know may particularly be having their struggles in whatever area. Kids are absolutely wonderful, and I take nothing away from them. However. If you are not prepared to be 137,000% selfless, then I don't know that having kids for you, and like I applaud, is for you, but I applaud Oprah for the simple fact that she's one of the, and I probably shouldn't mention Oprah right yeah. now because life, mm. but, but, <laughs> and I don't know where everybody stands on that, so no one shoot me, but it's one of the things that she said was, um, as it pertains to children and marriage and her career is that she said she never had got married and she never had children because she knew that, you know, among other things, her career would suffer or her children or her marriage would suffer if she chose to throw herself into her career. And true words have never been spoken. Um, Because I can can attest and I could talk, I could write Mm -hmm. volumes about the level of suffering because you know there are jobs I had to walk away from because you know it conflicted with the time the school bus dropped my kids off or you know when I was when I I had my series uh, seven and I had my series 63 and when I was working for E-Trade they absolutely wanted me to you know be there to trade those stocks and to confirm those things and sell the insurance and do all those things for 12 to 16 hours a day and I could not commit to that because you know parent teacher conferences and school plays and field trips and so you know in that respect a lot of my career suffered and I've had so many kids I mean not so many kids I mean I've had so many jobs and different career changes uh my kids have actually told me they're like you're like a Barbie and I was like no if you see me I'm nothing like a Barbie false False (laughs) you you are if, if you, you know me, her at the gym <laughs> holiday party, okay. <laughs> we have, oh, that okay. We have yes, receipts. That sis, that, that tiny mm-hmm. tiny dress. Mm-hmm. But 
but they were just like in the respect that Barbie's, you know, Everything. been, you know, Barbie's oh, been the veterinarian and Barbie's philanthropist. Right. And so in that <laughs> Yeah, and for me, I didn't even know how to take that. I was like, wow, that's right. a compliment. Like, thanks guys, I guess. Right. But but that's how they see me. But you know, and that also goes back to me, you know, just walking away from my job because that's how 95% of my life has happened. Um, from my kids right on down to my different career choices because I have been, you know, a combat medic and I did go to nursing school and I did, you know, medical billing. And after medical billing, um, I, God bless, what did I do? I, I was a pharmacy tech and, you know, I did all those things. And then after the pharmacy tech, I worked at, um, I worked at, where did I go after my pharmacy tech? Oh, uh, God. Oh, I was at Comcast. Uh, I was at LA Fitness. I did, I taught in the schools. Well, I, nah, not really teaching, but I ran uh, one of the after school programs at a school here. And I've done a lot of different things. And it's not been because I right. planned it, it's sort of the way that life just sort of yeah. happened. And so, you know, that's how that went. And, um, you know, it was just really interesting. So, um, now it's like, even when I was a bartender, going to bar, bar, I went to, I just happened to go to bartending school one day and I walked into that and lo and behold, after that I became, you know, a head mixologist and then I became a bar manager. And then I was in charge of the entire bar program. And you know, stuff like that has just happened. So even now, and I can't wait to say what I'm doing right, after right. this because, be great. yeah, because I'm I'm working on it right now, and I hit a speed bump last week, and that was my right, damn. Right. But anyways, we're gonna go. We we can talk about all the stuff when we get to the cocktail hour. But now we're gonna go into signature drink, and you can assign a drink to your week. And what is your drink? I chose a Bob Marley. Oh, it's so pretty. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. when it's made right, it's pretty. Exactly. Exactly. And it's funny because I remember going to um, 255 off Peter Street here in Atlanta. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the first bar that I've ever gone to that had a Bob Marley on its menu that I've ever seen and I mean this was like over 10 years ago um, but when I got there people were like ordering like everyone was like get the Bob Marley get the Bob Marley and I was like what's up with this you know Bob Marley drink and it was because of the way it was made of course they're using a long stirrer mm-hmm. to make the levels of the drink certain color you got to put one color at the bottom so that it doesn't mix with the red or the blue or the green and you have to go in a gradient effect and make sure that you know all your liquors and your sweeteners and your triple sec is not mixing and now it turns into brown mush kind of thing so yeah um, yeah I chose that drink kind of coinciding with my week of you know we as people can look so beautiful on the outside if we prepare ourselves correctly the outside will look great (laughs) but as soon as you put a straw in there and you stir it you see the true quote-unquote color or colors of this person it may not be appealing to you but again that's the thing about life like it's going to be dressed up the way you want it to look but when you truly get into what it is that you're, you're going to be set up for something, but that's where your perseverance, your trust in, you know, your higher power, yourself or your family and your friends comes in that 
it may not look what you want it to be, but as soon as you taste it, it's a Bob Marley still. It's it's always gonna taste like a Bob Marley. Yeah. So, you know, with my week, how it went and just a lot of things that I don't feel like doing and what they look like and how I don't want them to look like that, but still I can still be thankful for what I do have, what I do have the capacity to grow into. Um having my family still alive this week, you know, with Kobe passing and his daughter Gianna and the mm. other uh, seven people on that helicopter. And not even just them. Every day we lose hundreds of thousands of people that we don't even know their name. Yep. And it could be even more tragic than Kobe or less tragic than Kobe. But just the simple fact that we were able to wake up today to know that, you know, everybody that we know of is still living. You know, we didn't get any bad text messages to wake up to or any bad emails. And we don't know what's going to happen in five hours or let alone two hours from now. But you know, to just be in that moment and be thankful in each hour of every day to say, okay, I lived another hour. I may not live another day, but I got this other hour because 70,000 people in the city of Atlanta just, you know, got taken out, you know, just like that. So, yeah, you know, just traveling mercies for you, you being able to go pick up your child and then be on the phone with me, trying to have a conversation, pay attention and do all these things and then still make it back to your house. You know, that's, that's a, a beauty in, in and of itself. So I give a Bob Marley for my signature drink. I'll take it. Man. Um, man. A Bob Marley. I don't know that. Oh, do I have a drink? Look, I might be that person at the bar that's just going to be like, oh, I have water. Mm, seltzer water. <laughs> you want soda? <laughs> you want club soda? <laughs> Let me get a cranberry, please. Yeah. Look, I'll, I'll just have... As a matter of fact, you know what? And I might go with that. I might, I might, I might, I might one up you. Um, no, I can't one up you. I think I did that drink already. I was gonna say I'll have a Cape Cod, but um, I might, uh, I might. I think it's a, a. I'll do a salty dog. Salty dogs are amazing. Now explain um, that to me. <laughs> that, yeah 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 so a salty dog in essence uh some people prefer to make it with uh gin however um i like my salty dogs to be made Mm -hmm. with vodka and you can do um i believe it's cranberry juice Uh, it's been a while since i've made one not cranberry i'm sorry grapefruit oh stop me but it's i think it's grapefruit juice and vodka and then it's just literally with i prefer like a like a Mm -hmm. kosher salt or like a flaky salt Mm -hmm. on the rim and there you go it's just it's Mm -hmm. very basic but i feel like that is encompassing of my week because like if you just have the salt by itself or if you take any component of that drink by itself and you you know you you have it you're just like oh vodka straight vodka ew unless you're an alcoholic in which case have at it but um and I don't particularly enjoy um grapefruit juice I I would have pink (laughs) yeah not no it's not my favorite I god bless the people who discovered that I hope it was an accident but if they did it on purpose whatever but um and then the salt you know but when you put it all together it just works. And there's a lot of drinks like that, especially with absinthe. Absinthe on its own, God bless it. Oof. It is. Yeah. My God. I've just seen yeah, stories. But I've if, never if you. Tried. Oh, come over to the house. I got I'm some. I'm trying to I, make I it have, back to my I house. Have... Can you guarantee that? 
that part see but you know what messed me up <laughs> girls trip and when they took that absence and all five or four of whoever how many of them girls took that girls trip i said oh y'all black out here drinking stuff y'all don't know what's in it and y'all don't know who y'all are at this present moment Mm-mm. i'm not doing it well see i will tell you spoiler alert that the hallucination aspect of absinthe is a myth. Ah, look at that. Learn something new every day. Yeah, so like in order for you to like get to that level, like you'd have to have some backwoods Moonshine maker <laughs> deep in Yeah, where they just put like extra like I believe it's uh is it warm wood if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that's the the part that gives you the hallucination effect. But you'd have to like go deep into that just to get that kind of effect. But also, I do believe now you, uh, I think it's an absence now. It's illegal to make it with though any hallucinogenic uh, components to it. Any hallucinogenic yeah. ingredients, yeah. So that's how it was able to come back into the states. As yeah, so. But it it has its place because there are a lot of delicious drinks with absinthe. And you will be all right. And if I make it, you definitely ain't going to be oh, like, yeah, you know, sure. watch your, your toes just slink across the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wrote that down. But, um, find me a place to get a salty dog this week. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's legit. And it's served nine times. It's mm-hmm. on the rocks. And it's just, it's it's simple drink. Very simple. Um, but now we're going to go into cocktail hour. And so we're just going to discuss that. I said that February is national wedding month and it's not going to be primarily centered all around weddings, but it's just like, um, being a, a makeup artist and doing all things makeup, you know, from the body butters to you do, you have lashes, right? Hello? Mm-hmm, I have a lash oh, I didn't hear. I was like, where'd she go? You have lashes and then... Yeah, can you hear me? And you do Hello? brows. I'm here. <laughs> I do. I have a lash line. The body butters. Stop it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I do I need the brows. I also have, have a lash line and then I'll put two them. lashes. Okay, yeah, I mean, j- just today, though. J- now, sometimes when those paychecks roll in, I'm like, yes, here. adulting is great. I got paid. <laughs> just today. Yes. Oh, yeah, then the bills come right back around and be like, here I am, a Look, rabid thanks, dog. Guys, I hate you. Like, Jesus, but, seven of y'all this month. It so what, what do you prefer to see yeah, from your clients <laughs> when they ask you, like, hey, my wedding is... I guess that's a, my first question is how far out does someone need to reach you before their wedding date? Like how how far in advance do they need to say, hey, look, I'm getting married on this day. So like how far in advance should they contact you? Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. For me and my business, that's a tricky question because not all brides are the same. Um, the biggest thing that I come to or I kind of 
come to a head with that um, question is the thoroughness of this person understanding what a bride is and what a wedding entails. So when you think of a wedding, you know, you think of bride and groom, bridal party, uh, ceremony, reception, food, DJ, dance floor. But there's like a billion other details within those seven topics that I just gave you that most people that one have never been married or don't go to weddings often or just oblivious when they go to weddings don't think about like prep time or set up breakdown time or how many people are in the bridal party. <laughs> so when I have a bride that says, I'm getting married next week, I'm like, today's Monday. You're just now hitting me up, which is fine if they're thorough and they know what they want or they it's just them getting their makeup or maybe them and their mom, perfectly fine. That could be an easy, you know, quick in and out. Um, but if I feel like brides that have more than two people in their bridal party should definitely reach out at least three to four months in advance to their makeup artist professional just to make sure that everything lines up in the sense of time what time do you need to be ready by what time is your photographer going to show up at your getting ready place are you doing before wedding shots versus after wedding or after ceremony shots um letting them know the time frame that it takes a lot of people think like 15 minutes gets you a full face and i'm like I don't know what makeup artist you've been to. Does it take you 15 minutes to do your face? And if it does, is your face fully made up or is it just foundation, mascara, and a lip? You know what I'm saying? And a lot of the times I get uh, brides or bridesmaids or mother of the brides that say, hey, this is the look she's going for. Can you do this in, in 30 minutes? And I'm like, no. But then they get mad like, are you sure? I'm very sure. <laughs> You're asking me the professional and you not being the professional how long something's going to take and you want me to do said face which probably looks like Kim K or Beyonce a full on glam face for half the time where you know these people sit in their dressing <laughs> no, you room don't. for two and three hours doing hair and makeup we don't have that kind of time on a wedding day so I gotta you know uh, we gotta reel these people back in every time they when brides or you know their uh, wedding planner or somebody contact me I make sure that I'm very thorough in my response, no matter when they contact me, if it's three months in advance, I like literally had a bride that contacted or asked me to be her makeup artist. Come on. 2019, May of 2019 for oh. her July 2020 wedding. But she also has a bridal party of 10 women. So she realized there's a lot more that goes into that encompassing of time. She understood that it's going to take way more time. We're going to have to contract other makeup artists to, um, you know, come in and cut the time in half. If for me, it takes me about 45 minutes to an hour for one face. If you got 10 yeah. people, not including the bride, the mother of the bride, the mother of the groom, that's your whole day. And you only get eight hours at the venue. So, you know, having three and four makeup artists can cut that time down to about five hours. I've also had a bride reach me. Wow. The Friday before her wedding. So her makeup artist canceled on her and she was looking for another makeup artist. So I've had them come to me within 72 hours and then I've had them come to me within 72 months. <laughs> but I kind of give an average about three to four months. And that they're, if they understand and they're thorough about how their wedding day is going to go, then, you know, that's, that's ample amount of time. Because then again, you know, some brides like to do a trial, which I always, you know, try to lump getting your makeup done if you have multiple engagements to do you know what either your bridal shower or your bachelorette like get your makeup done for those things as well as for other things 
like okay if you're doing a bridal shower get your makeup done and see what you may want to look like for your wedding and don't tell people like hey this is going to be my bride face just test it out and see what you like what you don't like that way when the day comes you kind of have a idea you can change i've had brides change it on the actual wedding day we had this set up they loved it they said put a pin in it that's it i'm not going to change my makeup and then the morning of their wedding okay yeah so we're gonna go a completely different route i get it all yeah so when i get asked that question it's really hard to give people an honest answer because i've had so many different responses in regards to when people are going to get married and you know what they what it looks like for them leading up to that so i try to just make it as comfortable as possible whether they contact me a month in advance or a year in advance so I then with that do them, you hey, have just be mindful of x y um and my my favorite thing um is always uh price that is price is my favorite um especially <laughs> when you're dealing with especially it's not well no I can't even say it's with the people you know because even with the people you don't know my favorite response of all time is oh well that's expensive and I know somebody that will do it for this amount and I'm like well if you know that they'll do it for that amount why are you talking to me instead of talking to them like do you ever get that sort of response like oh that's pricey or can you do it for less or what happens it, it what is that was that Chris Rock where you know they were like he's like how much is that hot dog and then like 275 is like 275 that's a lot of, you know good lord that's a lot of money <laughs> yeah oh my god exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> turning the soldier boy Drake what I'm not paying for that no yeah I trust ironically enough I haven't had that response of it's too expensive well I haven't gotten or I haven't received the response of someone can do it mm-hmm. in a really long time. I want to say at least three years out of the five years that I've been doing this, I haven't really received that. I'll just give out the quote and they just won't respond. So either they said they said that in their head and didn't say it to me, but they figured out they or they were just, you know, shopping around getting quotes, which is cool with me, too. I don't it doesn't bother me if they stay with me or if they leave. I'm just not going to lower myself to what their budget is. I literally said that this week, like no matter what you do, no matter what profession you're in, even if you work for someone or you work for yourself, when people try to fit them, fit you in their budget, every single time, don't fit yourself into their budget because they will lowball you or make you feel like you're doing too much or you're charging too much for something that, what I realized also, sorry, I'm tangenting right now because people don't really ask makeup artists how they feel about <laughs> go it. Ahead, they go just ahead. expect us to do it. Um, and we have no therapist, you know, to talk about this stuff with. So here you are. <laughs> it's like people just expect the help not to also have lives or also, you know, to have a profession or a standard of, of perfection when it comes to their business. I don't care if you're a wedding planner or you're the person that rolls up the napkin. We require respect from top to bottom. I, I know you're putting out money to do this, but I'm also putting out effort and time and time away from my friends and family to also do this for you too. So the respect goes both ways. So if I'm asking for a certain said cost for a service, that's because that service is costing me time with my family that I'm now giving to you or time for myself that I'm now giving to you. So I haven't gotten the you're too expensive, but I have or I haven't gotten the, you know, I found somebody that can do it cheaper, but I have 
and I don't take it to heart anymore like I used to because I would be like oh man I'm too expensive maybe I should lower it you know to get this client but then I realized not every person that asks you for your service is going to be your client and that's okay perfectly fine I realized I've become very comfortable in when I tell somebody what I what I charge I'm not backing down I'm not quivering or none of that because they'll sense that fear in you or they'll sense that oh I think you know I kind of got her in that cusp or in that soft spot that she might you know take a discount off or something nah how much you charge for a full set oh the initial set your initial investment is 120 and thereafter you have a a two-week service or a three-week service that you can choose from 40 or 60 or 70 dollars or whichever you know you choose from and I leave it right at that I don't be like oh but you know if you come back on set nah my price is my price so it's been a minute since I've gotten all of that kind of conversation. Um, but I, what I do get, what I do get and what I make sure that I've explicitly put on my page, on all my pages or, you know, on my especially my style seat where you book the services, is that I don't do many faces. And when I say many, I mean M-I and I. Like, people just want their eyes done or they just want their brows done or they just want their lashes done. <laughs> That's not how I work. Because I can't just walk up into a mechanic's <laughs> office and say, you "Look, know how what? much for just the windshield?" I know the whole Can car I just... <laughs> is broke. I just want the bumper. Sticks. I got you. That's what. That part, which you can do in you know certain sectors, and say, "Okay, I'm just gonna pay for you know this one at this time." Especially with cars, you know, you can say, "Oh, I'll just get an alternator later. I need really need a battery now, or whatever, whatever." But if you walk in, or they're not gonna sell you a car piece by piece. So you can't just I'm, walk in and say, oh, I want to purchase a car, but you know what? All I want is a windshield. Yeah, look, th- this is not the junkyard, sweetie. This they is not the junkyard. Ju- like, we sell whole cars. We don't sell half a car. <laughs> what are you asking for? It, it, uh, oh, you at Mercedes-Benz and you asking for a windshield look, I and think a bumper. Not. I, and you I only think want not. to pay $10,000 for a brand new 2020 Mercedes-Benz. Oh, okay. That part. That part. So I constantly have to remind uh, potential clients as well as clients that I already have that I I do not do many faces I don't care if it's a wedding day I don't care if you're like well I don't need much you don't think you need much or things photograph different I've realized a lot of times people don't realize oh so I have a question about that videos are completely different from what you think your everyday makeup should look like when people show me pictures of Kim K I was gonna say so okay so with that so if if you're doing something like and I assume because especially for weddings you're actually going to do the makeup so that it photographs well. So then with that, like, how how does that contrast with exactly. just, okay, uh, I, I'm, I just need a face so I can show up at the wedding, you know? Like the, the bride's makeup versus just a Joe Schmo guest. Yeah, or you know, whoever, because I'm fairly certain the the, the process maid. might be similar, but I feel that one is more involved, correct? Okay, so. Correct. And both of them should be involved. For me, makeup to me, I don't care if you just do your own face or you, you're a true makeup artist yourself or you dip and dabble. But therefore, to me, there is a process that should be upheld, whether you're doing your own face or someone else's face. Yes, in in print, photography, videos, weddings and things like that, you may pack on a little bit more or put a little bit emphasis on certain things 
just to make it pop or like brides like to say oh I want my eyes to really really glow in you know this setting or to really offset the colors of the bridesmaids so yeah we might play with shadows and mix and color and you know all of that but everybody uses foundation everybody uses a primer hopefully everybody you know uses um a pencil to fill in their brows or concealer or highlight or a bold lip or not bold lip or a, a pair of lashes those to me are staples not everybody has to do them but there should be a level of you know let me understand this part of the, the the process I may not do it each and every time but I understand the process and if I need to I have the option there but for me when I do weddings I make sure that I go through my full eight steps when I do have my classes I make sure to tell all of my ladies here are my eight steps to do a full face you can tailor this and make it your own but to me, these are the steps that ensure that you have completely finished a face. So whether you're just out for the day, no Okay, wait, taken, Ooh, that is a very good place. So we, because I love um, the lovely app that I used to record and it only gives me 60 mm-hmm. minutes per thing. So we're going to break right here and then we're going to pick back up because do you tell the eight steps or do, is that like, is that, is that a mm-hmm. secret? Okay, good. So then we're going to, I'm literally going to break right here and then we're going to pick right back up with the eight steps. (laughs) Hello? Okay. So we're back. We are. So what are these eight steps? Because um, clearly my my regimen is lacking. Because <laughs> I don't... And it's not to overwhelm you at all, honestly. Like I say, it's, it's kind of like just having a blueprint and saying, okay, well, I don't really want to focus on that. So you don't have to do that step. Straight up. I'm okay with people knocking things off the list and saying, you know what? I'm only going to do two, five, and seven, and that's it. And that could be perfectly fine. But having an idea of how all of all eight for me coincide and how they achieve that look will definitely help you to understand, okay, well, if I'm not going to do one through five, at least let me know that, you know, six through eight are done well to ensure that they may look like all eight steps were done, you know, kind of thing. So it just, you just tailor. It's like a, a recipe. You don't always, you don't always have sage on hand or, or lemongrass, but you make it do what it do and it still tastes just as good. Or you realize that, hey, you know what? I want to make my pasta or whatever this way from, from now on. And now you made a new recipe and I'm totally fine with that too. Makeup for me, as well as for the women around me that I want to inspire with makeup, I don't want it to look like one thing. It's not cookie cutter. It's not one size fits all. It's how you want it to look for you. So I'm not a dramatic makeup artist or none of the people that have taken my class have. And some of them actually became makeup artists that like the drama and the cut crease and all of that. I applaud them. I love it. I'm really happy that they decided to take my class to build upon and to get to that level. So don't feel any type of way that you don't know all eight or you you feel like you're lacking. It's all practice and you'll get it, I promise. But the so, first step, go ahead. Yes, yes, yes. No, go ahead. I'm ready. I'm, I'm so ready. Enlighten me. <laughs> <laughs> So the first step is um, skincare slash foundation. Um, Skincare to me is super important because it's kind of like when you go to the beach and you make a sandcastle, as soon as the water hits it, it melts all the way away. 
oh, like Jesus. nothing's left or it looks lumpy you know if it's like a small wave and it comes and takes out half the castle or whatever that's the same concept your foundation of your skin has to be to me and for me to you know have the outcome of a flawless face um important and that goes to what you eat what you drink how you sleep what you put on your face what you wash your face with um making sure that your hands are not always on your face your stress level you know all of these things your environment combat you know how your skin reacts you know when you don't drink enough water you can feel it you have more breakouts too much greasy food you'll have breakouts if you have allergens to certain things you'll have breakouts um some people are just born with less appealing skin you know to them or to someone else so having you know facials or microdermabrasions or things like that to get their skin smoother the better if your face looks good without makeup nine times out of ten your face will look even better with makeup but if you have problem areas you want to take care of that first before you do any application of makeup long term short term because all those things will now be exacerbated or more pronounced now that you have makeup on it's like a crack in the wall the crack is still going to be there just because you put a coat of paint it's not going to fill in all the cracks same thing with makeup so that's why it's important that i tell all of my ladies like makeup is nothing without a pure honest foundation of your skin type and the kind of skin you have so it's very important to understand am i oily am i combo am i dry you know what products work for me what products don't work for me and that can help you to move along in the steps to get to um finding better makeup products that work for your skin so that's step one step one so we go into that as well as so step one is half and half so it's skincare as well it is foundation so when you are you know looking for foundations that's what i realize most women have the most overwhelming sense of like fear with makeup is finding the right shade and um that's just one of those things that's trial and error. Um, a lot of times lighting is different at Sephora than it is outside or with your phone camera or somebody else's camera. So playing around with different brands of foundations, um, trying to kind of scope out the black girl in the shop to kind of help you with the color and none, not always that they're on, you know, with matching you, but they're pretty, they're closer than our light skinned sisters um, to helping us find our, our shade. And being a brown skin girl, um, or the amount of brown skin girls that I do, a lot of us suffer from discoloration. I suffer from it. My family members suffer from it where, you know, our chest will be one color and then our face is another color or our neck is a color and then our face is another color. Or if we have, you know, um, previous acne scars and marks from old things that didn't haven't gone away or blemishes that can affect what the foundation looks like on your skin. Listen, and one of my greatest struggles is the fact that um, my winter color and my mm. summer color are always so drastic. Like, and it and it's it's really really bad. And it's funny because a lot of people, um, especially <laughs> this is gonna sound really ignorant, but um, I until I moved to Georgia had always been the dark skin friend. And so when I got here and people kept calling me light skin, I was like, bruh, I am not. But the problem is, is it's always 
sunshine and lollipops in California. And so my skin never got to go through the seasons where there was less sun. So I always, I was always one color when I was in California. Now I get here and I'm like, oh, wait a second. You mean I can't, I can't wear my summer color in the winter? And if I put, if I put my winter color on in the summer, my God. But when I tell you it is night and day, it is horrible. And that, that's been one of my greatest struggles, which is primarily why I don't do a whole lot of, I don't wear a whole face nine times out of 10. Um, if you see me and I have either some foundation or, you know, some kind of something on, it's because I painstakingly sat in my bathroom, tried to make everything look like it's all one color. But for me, as long as I have brows, eyeliner and occasionally mascara I'm all right I'm all right 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 and that see and that's what I try to tell women a lot of times like do what works for you my my regimen and how I do my makeup it probably would be too much for you a lot of times I run into women that have natural beauty where I think they have makeup on and they have zero makeup on so that just tells you not everybody needs makeup and not every instance you need makeup to feel you know how you need to feel like again makeup is supposed to suture how you already feel about yourself enhance how you already feel about your features not make you feel as though that when you have makeup on you're 10 you're a number 10 on the scale versus you're a five without it no you're a 10 regardless of where you are in the day, where your makeup is, and how it looks. That's how I try to remind women, like, makeup isn't the cover-up for what you think is wrong with you. It's to open up what you think is best about you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, oof, I... <laughs> it's, I promise, it's not that bad. I, and, and, you know, what's really cool about it is, I don't think it's a horrible problem for you. I think it's really cool because you can play with a lot of different things because you have so many different, well, you have two undertones two times of the year. So you can look warm in the wintertime, just as warm as you look in the summertime, or you can look just as cool in the summer as you do in the winter because you have that, you know, duality you can play with. So it's not horrible. We just want, we just need to find a happy medium for you and even a color that may even work in both. No, things. well, listen. Just literally. If you find through. that, I, I will, I will, I will, I will sing your praise. We're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do it. Don't worry about that. We, we're going to figure it out. Because I promise it's not as hard as people. It's kind of like how you, like, you're fearful of something and then you do it. You're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. It, it feels just like that. I promise. I'll take your word for it. I, I will, I will take your word for it. Because I tell you what, it, it's like, and I think for me, it's been uh, the magical alchemy of blending and mixing the two colors together. So it's not like too yellow in this one or too much red. Like, cause these God blessed undertones, oh God, it's, it's interesting. And, and unfortunately, well, fortunately, however you choose to look at it, I, I blame, uh, I just did, what is that? The ancestry.com or whatever. Oh, you did. Yeah, uh-huh. so that was a thing. So I'm like, oh, this this has to be mm-hmm. that 20% European that's... Uh... <laughs> oh, absolutely. That keeps you fluctuating in these uh, summer and winter months. Yeah. Pam, yes, that is your aunt, Kathy, <laughs> showing herself. Yeah, because I saw, I was like, man. And it wasn't until I got my results back, I said, oh, well, this, this explains so very much all the... 
This is mm-hmm. this explains why I, I sunburn faster than most people I know. So that's yeah. sorry. Yeah, it's great. That. It's it's yeah. great. Love, I love <laughs> jeans and such. So what what is the what are the rest of the steps for Okay, brows, which is another step. I think the first two steps are the most complicated for people. People just either they overly do their brows or they underdo their brows and with the class I really help to kind of even it out for each and every girl that I walk through and make sure that like everybody's face is different everybody's brows are different but the trick is your brows are not twins they're sisters there is no perfect brow everybody has one that kind of has a longer tail or has a higher arch and that's okay you just frame it to fit your face and then we go into highlighting contouring this is a step that I tell women it's up to you and how you feel. You don't have to highlight and contour every time you do your makeup. It just depends on the look that you're going for. When I do weddings and birthdays and you know things for um, very involved in events, I make sure that I highlight and contour because you don't want the camera to catch you at a bad angle. And with highlighting and contouring, keep kind of the frame of your face no matter what angle that you're at. Um, the next step is eyeshadow. This is a tricky one for a lot of women because they feel as though it's so hard. How do you like put this color with that color and, you know, blending or where the shadow stops and starts and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, That's again, all of these steps do better or will do better for you with practice. Then we go into eyeliner. I think it's pretty simple. It's fair. The only thing that I run into with eyeliner is cat eye. Everybody I wants do. to do a cat eye, but not everybody has an eye oh, no. for a cat eye. That's what most people don't realize. You see what I'm saying? Like, it can be complicated, but again, you don't have to do all the steps. But in those steps, let's figure out what of these steps Dang works it. for you. Cat eyes so, aren't for everybody. Like you, said, you may not, <laughs> not, especially if you have a hooded, Damn. <laughs> a hooded lid. It's really hard. No, you could. You have a lot. And of I just have big um, giant have eyes. A, a yeah, my eyes are eye. huge. Which is perfect for you. you can oh, amen. Do a cat eye, but okay. someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. But someone say someone that's Asian. Their eyes are already slanted, and they have a hood, so you know that's like extra yeah. black of skin. It's really hard to do a liner if their eye is always constantly in that hooded look. Like you can have them look down, and it's no longer hooded, and then draw your liner, and it as disappears. Soon as they look up, the lit, the the line is yeah under their skin. So you just got to be conscious of your facial features and what works best for that and your, you know, those type of things about your face. Um, what's the last? Lashes. I get a lot of questions about and lashes. And I'm so afraid of them. Uh, so afraid. Don't be. See? And that's the other thing. People are scared of them. But I'm like, you're scared of something you've never tried. So how do you know Well, okay, so I'm not like, I'm not necessarily afraid of lashes. I think my problem happens because um I my eyes are extremely sensitive especially as it pertains to like like um there's certain stuff I can't put on my face like um, I can't do any kind of primer on my eyes uh, because it literally burns and my eyes will water incessantly and like I have an under eye cream that I can't put necessarily under the entirety of my eye 
because once I get to a certain point, it starts burning and my eyes will water for the whole day. So it just looks like I've been crying all day. And I hate that. So like with lashes, I'm like when people start talking about glue and other stuff and I'm like not on my eyes because (laughs) I'm just like, I can't afford to look like, you know, I've been at a funeral all day because it's just, it's, it's super duper sensitive. And so like, that's the only part. Mm -hmm. So nine times out of 10, I will spend a good mm, eight to 10 minutes just to make sure that my, my mascara game is on point. So yeah, but that's why lashes don't scare me because you know, they're lashes. They scare me because, and that's the other thing is, can I wear them with my contacts? Because then sensitive, and so I'm like, this is this is the bane of my existence. So if 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 and if it can happen, I'll I'll try it. I'll try it once. But <laughs> I get you, and that's fair. You know, there are things for me, certain products that I can't use because I have an adverse reaction to them as well. So, but I had to learn that through trial and error. So I don't skip that step. I just found a product that helps me to better achieve that step. So there are products out there that are specifically made for people that have sensitive eyes. There's a company called Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, Thrive Cosmetics, and they're totally vegan. And a part of the purchases that you make, a proceed goes to cancer (gasps) patients. So there's a whole lot of things that you can do and figure out. It just takes a second. You're rocking my world. Is this so is is Thrive (laughs) like uh, an equivalent to oh, I'm going to pull the names out of my butt. Uh, It's is it like beauty counter? Is it beauty counter? I think they're. It's not beauty counter, but or you're asking me if it's related. No, no, no. To no. Like, is it in the in the, the same name. vein? Like, there because I do believe a uh, beauty counter isn't isn't that also vegan? I want to say yes. They use more natural products. I don't know if they're like completely vegan, like every line, but a lot of their products are vegan based or more natural based, so that they don't have adverse reactions for people with sensitive skin or you know facial features or you know your eyes or your nose and stuff but yeah definitely there's a lot of cause well you know a lot of cosmetics now are going vegan because of all of the detrimental ingredients in what we're using now you know a lot of times you'll see on the back where it says tested on yep. animals or not tested yeah. on animals but it's still loaded with like hell of formaldehyde and that stuff. exactly and things like that that of course I'm not dead, so why would I put something used for dead people on live skin? Of course, it's going to have a re- uh, reverse reaction to it, or it's not going to. Be Can I flattering. tell you that changed so my nail polish game and- so much? Because when I found out, I was like, formaldehyde in my nail polish? Ugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you realize why I would tint your nails yellow? It ain't the color, <laughs> it's the actual makeup content of oh, the nail polish. It makes me so sad. Then I start paying $11 for nail polish, but. Oh, that part. But. <laughs> Now you know you're healthy though. You ain't gonna die in you know 15 years. You'll actually die like maybe in 60 yeah. years. <laughs> Say 45. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. Um, but yeah, there's like so many cosmetic lines, cosmetic lines out there that are solely put on this earth to help people that have allergies or um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess I could just, I just have allergies to certain makeups and they have their own line to help you with those things. So I remember a client of mine, she put me on to Thrive because 
she has sensitive eyes and we just started using thrive for her lash glue and ever since then she never had seriously it. okay we're gonna have to talk because mm-hmm. i mean and that but that's primarily been like because me in a whole in a whole face i don't know that in my adult life i've actually had like a full-fledged beat i've had like a real right. light beat Many. yeah but i don't <laughs> i don't because mm, and my thing is also my yeah, my skin right. period is sensitive like i have god just cursed mm-hmm. me with interesting skins and, and don't, well, say, that. don't well, say that well i don't mean it like in a i mean i guess it sounds bad but i don't mean it like that it's just like uh with my skin if you if you literally poke me with your index finger i'm going to bruise like that's right, you know right, but it's right. probably part of my anemia because i eat a lot of ice and i should probably stop it but, <laughs> but but like i can't i was gonna say oh maybe your just heart is in your blood on like the top layer of your skin that's yeah, why mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, it's, you yeah know it you is. know it's you know but i mean but there's there's other stuff too like um my skin is just interesting i i, I won't put all my business out there because everybody doesn't need to know my struggle but um yeah, yeah but it's just She's gorgeous, y'all. She's lying. <laughs> it's been my struggle. So I just, you know, I'll take a light beat. And even because it's been such a struggle, I've caught a lot of flack from like, you know, I'll just go buy my little tiny, you know, liquid foundation from L'Oreal and call a day like, no, that's trash. And I was like, ah, well, I wear makeup like three times a year. So there's that. But right. So this, yeah, that part. And because that's one of the other things. OK, so. I'm, I should I should not put all my questions out here, but what what are the staples like that someone if you're just everyday, what are like your everyday go to just like let's just say uh, a work face? What what would you what would you suggest for like a work face? Foundation for mm-hmm. sure, primer always. And I get it. For you, you said primer breaks you out. There are primers that are for sensitive skin or for your type of skin. So it's just honestly, again, trial and error. Um, but make sure, making sure that you prime your face. Foundation, liner, mascara. Fill in your brows if you want to. And a bold lip. A that's bold it. lip, really? Hmm. I mean, you don't have to. But that kind of completes the look where people are like looking at the picture as a whole and not separating your face like, Oh, I see your eyes. Oh, I see your cheeks. Oh, I see your nose. Like when somebody looks at you, they should see all of you and not pieces of your face because the application wasn't done well. <laughs> you ever like seen somebody take a picture and there's flashback or you see like, oh, you know, her highlights really highlight or, you know, her shadows really shadowy well, right now. You don't want that to you be. You would have hated time. the discussion I had a few hours ago. <laughs> oh, I was looking, uh, just scrolling and I was like, wow, that is a lot of blush. Like you look like yeah, you look yeah, like yeah. you just did jump rope. As a matter of fact, double dutch in the sauna yeah. while you had a fever. Vanity Fair called them first oh. back in nineteen eighty. That's that's what I chalked <laughs> yeah. up. And you know what? Not and that's the thing. It just always depends on what the person's going for. So, you know, there's different types of makeup for different types of things. Like if you're doing a print ad and it's avant-garde and things like that, you know, like Pat McGrath, she's a famous African-American um, millionaire makeup artist, oh. um, has her own line and everything. But if you look at her stuff, she is runway ready. She's not everyday wear in the sense of how she applies makeup. Now you can use her 
her products for everyday wear, but how she advertises is really stark and you see the contrast, like the liner may be gloss and it might go all the way to her hairline and her brows are bushy and the lip is like super plump and all of that, you know? So it just depends on what you're going for. Now, the person that you're describing to me, if they're not runway ready and this is them going out for drinks with their friends, I don't, I don't know. I can't help you. <laughs> if I don't know if she wanted it to be that blushy, but chances are most people think again it goes back to your lighting in your bathroom or in your vanity palette or whatever that can throw you off too like I said when you go to Sephora and Ulta and they match you you might be like oh this shit is lit like in their mirrors and stuff and then you go to your car and take a selfie and you look like Sarah and you're not (sighs) Sarah so it's just making sure that you're testing you know your face out in different lights and different stages and spaces so you know it's for you like I still have this struggle to this day like I take a picture of it. Ooh, that's too much something. So I go back and I adjust it before I walk out the house just to know that I'm even or I feel, you know, not as uh, uh, cut up in the sense of, you know, people are really going to see my blush when I walk out today unless that's what I'm going for. But we, we going to figure it out. We, we going to figure it out. But those are the <laughs> things that I say are important. So it's foundation is stuff. Like even if you just wear foundation to work, that's fine too. You know, just making sure that it's even the color is even the application is even there are people that don't wear foundation at all and might just do a um, cream highlight that I've seen that and I like that too because it kind of gives you that glow if you have really really nice full skin and it's plump that a bronzer just goes for you and you could just put a lip gloss on hmm. so yeah for me I I like foundation I like to have a matte finish so I'll always run to foundation first I won't just put on some mascara and a lip I'm going to put on foundation, then I'll proceed with um, my lashes and then a bold lip and I'm done. So then, um, okay, I'm going to try and wrap this up with cocktail hour, but what are your, um, what is your biggest pet peeve, I guess, in makeup trends right now? So I respect all makeup Mm -hmm. artists, even though they may not be my style of makeup. I just don't appreciate where there are makeup artists that force you to do certain things certain ways because that's how it's supposed to be done. Makeup is an art. So you can't tell Vince Van Gogh how to do his art if after his death, he is still a world renowned artist. I don't like that you know confining people to certain spaces and boxes within an artistic like you can't confine art so how are you going to confine someone in that so if you like the stark makeup look or if you like a heavy lash kudos I'm not gonna follow you because that's not what I like but do it because there's always something for everyone my girl used to say this all the time there's someone for everyone So there's always going to be something for everyone that they like. And you're going to find people that's going to also like what you like. It's not cut and dry. It's not, you know, copy and paste at all. I just wish that we were more, um, not inclusive per se, but just accepting of all styles of makeup and not so critical of how makeup should be done and why it needs to be done in a certain way. I think all makeup is beautiful no matter if you're starting out because everybody has a start out point. You don't just pop up and be, you know, the next runway makeup artist out of, you know, wherever you come from. 
there's levels to this. So there's levels that you have to start to and then levels that you have to complete to get to your ultimate end goal if there is one. Um, my pet peeve though in like just breath. Let me say this. <laughs> because I also do ombre brow. My pet peeve is people overdoing brows. Oh, I've been guilty several times. And want to say that it's natural. Oh wait. Now hold on. Because I... Mm, I have a story and I can't, I can't mention names and Oh, no, 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 please. No names, no names. We're going to keep this super (laughs) cool. But I had a friend. But you know who we talking to. So if you're listening, you're talking to. Look, don't say amen, say ouch. But um, (laughs) uh, my friend had a girlfriend and the girlfriend and I and I and I, I I promise you I'm not exaggerating. Um, you couldn't tell the friend, you t- you couldn't tell the girlfriend that she wasn't cute, you know. And you know, everybody's beautiful in 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 their own particular uh, in their own way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. along with uh, no, however, I don't I don't want to say <laughs> I don't want to say however, but along with the beauty. Um, she felt the need to have the most interesting brows on the planet. And I'm not familiar if you've seen like, do you, well, I'm, I'm dating myself, but have you seen any of like the night, late eighties, early nineties, like decor that you used to be in the house absolutely come on what are you saying right now my mom still has that but wait but wait but wait (laughs) it's it's the it's the comedy and tragedy mask where the clown had the thin (laughs) the thin line at the end like the tail of the brow but then at the beginning of the brow it was a straight box or like a triangle and then it just yeah that's of course geisha they still keep that face up and that's a whole culture okay you remember when Rihanna did that cover to that high fashion magazine and she literally had the oh. thin lines? They literally painted over her brows, made them flesh colored, and then drew it with a black Yeah. Line. That is not a natural Right, brow. but hey. But see, that was for avant-garde. Well, but, so it, it had But this perfect. was going to Publix. You see what I'm saying? It, <laughs> see, that's what I'm trying to tell people. It, it's okay if you have an event where you will fit in or it will make sense. But you going to said grocery store or your child's ballet recital, why do you have that on your face? Okay. No one else here. I got like you. It. There, so there's a there, there's a you time and a place for every beat. For everything. I got you. Everything. God said it himself. There's a time to sleep. There's a time to eat. There's a time to, you know, there's a time It to is in the book. Ecclesiastes Just, chapter three. It's in the it, book. It, 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 see, you know more than me. Jesus. It's in the book. I read it. Yeah, I read it. There is a time for all of that. So it's just more so the education behind where the time is appropriate. I'm not saying you can't do it. I just want people to be more conscious of the appropriateness of where they're going to put themselves in and how that looks. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to bash anybody because, listen, like I said, I'm still surprised this woman still has this picture of wedding day and I did the makeup and I want to rip it up and burn it and she loves it so you know 
there's a time and place for everything. No, it wasn't gaudy and, you know, I didn't fill in her brows with black pencil or whatever. But to me, now that I've seen myself progress, I can do way better, if not 10 times better than I did for her. But I'm also not going to overly extend her brows or give her a unibrow. Oh. Not, you know, just, yeah, I still see that. It's 2020 and I'm still seeing unibrows. Made no, oh! <laughs> not even that it's natural. They purposely draw it that mm. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not our older generation of, you know, you know, aunties in the fifties and it be the ones that was born in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, like you two you after me. Yeah. Why you Yeah. Okay. I mean, but I will say having um having been a, a, a product of a horrible trend that happened in the late nineties which was you put the nude lipstick on, but then your lips are lined in like the darkest brown. And so I do believe at one point, my mother told me that it looked like I had just kissed a cow's butthole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the visual behind that. I was not But you couldn't tell me I wasn't cute because wow. it, it was my matte lip and I had the nude in the, so it was nude matte. And then I had like a very dark brown, sometimes even black. And it was lying. Black, yep, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was I cute. I don't care what you say. Me and, and my bodysuit and my feelers. I, you were. <laughs> you were because you weren't the only one that looked this, like that. They were. A, you open up a magazine and people would look because that's what you were looking for. You know, you were looking to assimilate yourself with these characteristics of what makeup and fashion was at that time. So it serves its purpose, you know. Then. Yeah. And we left it there. It'd be different if you still were saying, yo, I still need to do my makeup like I did in 1984 wow. when we are 30-something years yeah. from that. We we don't do our makeup like you that. You better not. You know, for obvious you reasons. You better not. <laughs> but, you know, progression and growth is important, like anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, just think about it. Not even 100 years ago. Well, maybe 100 years ago now since 2020. People were wearing dresses to their ankles for, you know, quote-unquote, uh, what's the word being appropriate and and you know not seen as obscure in public and look listen at we can barely keep on a tank top hmm. so it served its purpose yeah so it's just it's gross but yeah i think that would be my only pet peeve is just brows should be natural you can wear a bold li- our, our lips don't come in purple so i understand when you put purple on your lip yeah you don't look normal but that goes with, you know, your lips can change and be different colors. Your brows don't change. They have the same shape, <laughs> the same form, the same size <laughs> relatively to your face. You don't need Nike checks upside down. Stop. That's not Put the fair. swoosh on your That's shoes, not, not your face. I like that. Can we trademark that? Can we? I think, I think, listen, as a matter of fact, I think if you just, if you just make a sticker, we we can go right now to Sticker Mule and put the swoosh goes on your shoes, not your face. Yeah, Sticker Mule is amazing. Listen, mm. but okay. So now that we've got that, we're going to jump into, well, any last remarks before we jump into the last segment? Is there something you want to leave the people with? You want to put your socials out there again? You know, we can we can so a few things um because i mainly do makeup where i really appreciate the side of beauty that i do with makeup that just a reminder makeup's not complicated um a lot of it is just stereotypes and just you know uh other people's experiences projected on us to think that makeup is complicated or it's not accepted 
Um, but you make it what it is for you. You don't look like Kim K. Kim K doesn't look like you. So there's no way that you guys can literally look the same. So just finding things that work best for you and then appreciating your beauty in that. Not feeling as though, you know, you have to wear this every day in order to feel beautiful. That's not what I feel makeup should be. It should always be an enhancement and your natural, true beauty will always shine through whatever you try to cover it up with. It, it will always be who you are of your natural beauty to shine. Um, what's another thing? Don't be mean to the help. You know, we, we, we here and we like what we do, but we don't want to be treated like Bruh. So just be mindful of, you know, like when it comes for both of you being a master mixologist and me being a makeup artist, you know, we kind of dip in the same um, field when it comes to events and weddings. I'm po I'm pre and you're post, but people still feel like they can just throw a napkin on us when they don't need it or hey you snap their fingers and Girl. grab that for me or something like that. Like and and you gotta like, especially being a brown girl, you really gotta like hold your neck back and, you know, really dig deep down to not come upside these people and not lose your cool because people again don't respect the the details behind this event. You and I are details to this event. If you walk into an event and you realize, oh, the makeup, you know, people are coming in as they, they left this morning, there's nothing that's changed or, you know, the, the bar is not fully stocked, they'll have an uproar. They'll feel some type of way. But when those packages come prepared and, and set right, no one even thinks. They don't bat an eyelash. Nope. That. They expect the glasses to be full with ice and filled with whatever cocktail they request and you to say that you have everything. You have a full loaded top, middle and bottom shelf. Like they don't want to hear, oh, we ain't got that. They want to hear, listen, I want a such and such on the rocks with a slice of lime and put a peel of lemon. And they want it done that way. So the same respect that you feel like you're entitled, we would appreciate it if you would be honest enough with yourself and say, okay, these are human beings before they are doing something for me or providing me with a service. I still need to respect them and respect their time. Whew, you, listen, you preaching. <laughs> we touched on that in the. Don't no, have no. Me. Listen, though, for real, because we <laughs> talked about that on. Uh, I had when I was talking with Jim. We talked about you know people put that. Oh yeah. They put they that know. money out there, and they're like, "We're gonna talk to you any kind mm-hmm. of." No, sir, you will not. I don't. I don't care how much. You shan't. You shan't. Because I know that I will. We just not gonna have a relationship there after that conversation if that's how you feel. Yeah. I get that things happen and yes, I always pre-plan for weddings and events that I, you know, drop in an extra 15 minutes because things happen. But what you're not gonna do is tell me to be somewhere, I'm on time and it's two af- two hours after the oh. time and you still expect me to service you and the rest of the people on time. No. no my time block was from such and such time to such and such time. When five minutes till that time comes, pencils down. Okay, all pencils, pens, brushes, whatever you're using, glasses, strainers, shakers, pourers, all that goes down. Because now I got to leave because I got other things to do. And that goes back to you paying me for a service and I'm going to give you that said service in the amount of time that I have, but I'm not going to take any more time away from myself and my loved ones to continue to give you something that you're expecting without giving see and we we could talk i could talk i could talk for another three hours on oh come on because i will say in this i i really can't drop any names but when i tell you it was last year almost uh maybe almost uh 11 months ago uh there was uh an agreement 
and a price agreement and a time agreement that I was to show up with my child and her face and hair was supposed to be done. And um, because she was going to prom and that's it. I don't need to hear two, two hours late. Not, but not me. I was not two hours late. And do you know? And I can speak on that too of the service provider also being honest with themselves. I listen, I've yeah. a thousand and one for, times. My makeup artist had me at their shop for an hour and a half and they had two people in front of me. But, like, but, why would you do that to yourself? Like, you and here's the thing though. I, I am a big, I'm a big respecter of respect. I love respect. And as long as you respect my time and my money, then I'm going to give you, yeah, I'm going to give you the same. But right. knowing, having had that experience, never again, never, not, not one time, not even a consideration because now with me knowing who I know, I know too many other people who can do what you do and will treat me with the exact amount of respect that I deserve. And and it's not shade, it's not shade to the human being who did it, it but cool. it's just, I understand now that you don't respect a schedule where I am, and maybe it's the military in me, or maybe it's the mom in me, but a schedule is a schedule, you know? So, exactly. yeah, so exactly. I feel that, listen people, when, be on time. I don't care if you're the, if you're the provider or, or if you were the client, respect, respect right. is a thing. Right. And I, I can, that thing I could, woo, Lord. But now we're going to go into this very interesting segment, which is spit, shoot, or sip. And it's our version of kill F or marry. And so. Okay, so which is kill? Spit. Okay. So you're killing. Mary is is uh, kill kill F or Mary. So the F is gonna be the the shoot, and the sip is going to be Mary. Okay. So. Oh, okay. So I yeah. So so which what are what are you what are you spitting? What are you shooting? And what are you sipping? I'm going to sip microblade. Okay. I really, really like that service. I have um, uh, started offering that service as of July of last year. And for me, and for a lot of women that don't have the time in the morning to put on their their work face or their get ready face for going out or just don't have time or they're not comfortable with doing it, uh, microblading or what the service that I particularly do is ombre brows um, provides you with that long lasting effect of having brows without having to pencil them in and you kind of already have a ready face before you do anything. You wake up and you wash your face and your brows aren't going anywhere. I think it's a really beautiful service for women that are low maintenance or, you know, want to look presentable, but want to continue to live a low maintenance lifestyle. It's like anything that you acquire, a new hobby or something, you realize now you have to carve out time for that. So if makeup is something you're getting into, you know, you really have to, okay, you're going to tell yourself, I got to put on makeup every day for work for this new job or whatever. That's going to take an hour out of your getting ready time to do that. With the ombre brows, 
that's one less step you have to do or one step that you put into your life that you don't have to do anything else after that. So that's the one that I'm going to sip or AKA yes. marry. Um, I am going to shoot false lashes. Okay. I love false lashes. I do the individual, the extensions, as well as I do have the strip line. I'm a strip girl. I've had my extensions done before, but I'm too heavy on myself in the sense of I, I touch my eye. I don't sleep right. You know, there's a certain level of extensions and a level of how you carry yourself and maintenance behind that versus a strip girl. You pop them bad boys on, you pop them off, you good to go. And I like the variation of if I want to go super dramatic, you know, or middle and, you know, I can wear this to work or out. Or, you know, I just put on a little light lash if I just feel like I just want to. So that's going to be my shoot or my F. And then the last one is limp lip plumper so I'm going to spit that <laughs> look spit it out I don't want it <laughs> uh yeah I don't want it that's gross can I spit it back in this jar can I spit Ooh. it back in this glass because it's, it's just gross which I've done um but I just it's just one of those fads that to me and I've tried it don't get me wrong you know there's lip glosses and all that stuff oh plump your lips and it don't do nothing but tingle for about 15 seconds and then it dies <laughs> so I've never seen one that actually had a long lasting effect or gave me the illusion that I had a, a fuller top lip like my lips aren't full but they're also not like Barbara Streisand or there it is know, Larry Bloom or you know what I'm saying or like Kraft the Kraft guy like he has zero lips like I don't have that look um but you know now everybody's trying to achieve that lip fullness and you know sucking in a cup and then popping it out and you realize now their lips are all disfigured and disformed and I it, I just think it's one of those things that we've taken out of the element of making beauty simple and just made it into a comedy you know like plump your lips so you can look like your favorite celebrity whereas you know they probably had to go under the knife to do such and such so what are you trying to achieve with plumping your lips in the sense of does it make you feel better or do you just want to look like someone wow else? Yeah, I feel that. Uh, and it's crazy now because I think pretty much we're spot on because we're killing lip plump. We're shooting. Yeah, it's about the same because I will say I have been on the fence about microblading because um, I had a very tragic eyebrow incident as a child. And therefore, my eyebrows did not grow all the way. But it wasn't a tragic accident. I, I was, I just decided... You tragically I did. did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame nobody yeah. else now, sis. I'm thinking, oh my God, she was sleeping. Somebody mm. came and did the whole razor prank. And because she's 20% Caucasian, the fine hair just decided not to come back. No. Nah, I, you. Yeah, I did. I did. And was like, let's try it. I did. Way. And they said, no. I, I, you only get one. I will be Goldberg it for so. a long time. And it's literally, it's it oh. it's only now in like my my later 30s that they've actually decided, like, I guess we'll give you a second chance. So oh. <laughs> it's like you've been punished for 20 years for <laughs> we finally decide to give you back what you Yeah, I was like, had. I was like, okay, I was like, thanks, thanks guys. I think you're I think you're awesome. How does my body like, turn on me? Right. Like, thanks. I won't do it yeah, again. Yeah, no, like I don't even shape my brows anymore. And I think I think in my 30s, I've probably gotten my brows threaded like twice. And after that, I was like, okay, no, we don't want to, we don't want to jinx it. Just, <laughs> yeah. No. but yeah. Just clean up underneath. Absolutely. Which makes my eyes water, but it's okay. I'm, I'm stronger than I sound. Temporary. 
temporary. Right, no, I, exactly. I have. I had. I had four kids. Well, three kids with no drugs, and yeah, one C-section. So you could literally get snatch anything out. In theory, yeah. I mean, and I have lots of tattoos, so pain is not really a thing. But those tweezers, they make my eyes water. But <laughs> It's a lot of nerve endings in your face. That's all, child. <laughs> That's it. That but yeah. It. But definitely. And you would be a great candidate. for. Oh, Brown, please believe. Say. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get them. I've, I've seen it. I've been watching it. I was like, oh, yes, this is for me. And it's permanent. Well, semi-permanent. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Semi. But yeah, and that's the thing. That's the beauty of it. You can switch up a shape or a curve or any, anything. Like after it fades or starts I'd be like, fade, hey. You can go back and touched up and kind of do, you know, what G- you want. Give me that swoosh. No. <laughs> I saint it. I saint it. And like this, you know, that's going to be your face for about a year and a half, two years, right? I'm right. done. I, okay. I, you know, but, but this was good. This was good. And this was good. This was great. I had fun. So now we're going to throw your socials out there again. And we're going to have everybody come Ooh, see social. you because... I know where you at. Yes, because I'm hosting a next class. If you're trying to learn all eight steps or maybe just When is the date? It's going to be Sunday, April 5th. Okay. Yes. And is it it at? Yes, it'll be about. Your spot? Yes. I always host them now at the salon just because it's a centralized location. It's downtown in the heart of downtown. Pretty much everybody can get there in about 20 minutes or so. Um, But I host it at the salon that I currently work at. Um, and it's about a four and a half hour class. So it sounds long, but it's just really in depth because I really want um, all of my uh, attendees to really get a grasp on everything. So honestly, most of it, majority of the class is you, the attendee, being able to apply all these steps that you just learned like an hour prior to yourself Oh, to get you started. And then I'll be, you know, standing there overseeing everything, watching. So I'll show you my eight steps to the flawless face on a live demo on a young lady. Wait, this is a hands-on class? break for a few minutes? <gasps> Absolutely. As it should be. I don't think makeup is something that you just, you pick up just by watching it. You have to do Rocking my world. And that's the beauty. Yeah. Like, I think it's so important. Like, how is it that you're supposed to learn how to do something that takes you to do it with your own hands? If you're literally just sitting there writing oh. all day, so you will get a a, a a sheet like your your own syllabus of everything we'll learn. All of your information is going to be there. I don't take them back. These are notes for you to keep. They'll have everything listed that I use, that I talk about, notes that you can put in, how to apply X, Y, and Z, um, and you get to take that home. We break. We have refreshments. We have food to eat just so that you can get your energy back up because it can be a little draining, I guess, just having that overload of information. But then we jump right back into, all right, what's the first step, ladies? And they'll start with, oh, it's foundation. And then you'll just see the little bulbs and the wheels turning in their heads when they're like, oh, I get it. So that's why I told you early, like, honestly, it's once you do it and you just have somebody saying that's right or that's wrong, you'll feel a little bit I'm more there. I'm there. You know, it's, it's like having your personalized uh, makeup guru over yes. four hours telling you how to do something. I'm so you know? excited. So, and this is post-birthday. Post-birthday. Yay. I'm coming. Oh, yeah, It is yes. post-birthday. Yes. It is. So it is April 5th, 2020 um, from 4 to 8.30 at the salon. Um, it can be found on my um, website, which is www.blushed dot com. so it's flushbynaomi.com 
And on my page, you'll see where it says Beauty Experience 101. You can click on it. I'm literally working on Save the Dates and getting all the information and sponsors and because you'll get a goodie bag too. You'll get a grab bag with a whole bunch of makeup um, things in there, facials, cleaning products, different type of lashes. Like you'll get everything that I think that a beginner or semi-beginner would appreciate oh, and starting their new kit or revamping their yes. kit. So yeah. So I, it's really fun. I always have a really, really good time with my attendees. Like now, a lot of them have become friends because we bonded over makeup. And, you know, I, I, a lot of them, they say they have the same fears of it just seems complicated or this is hard or I have this type of skin or I have this type of allergy. How do I combat that? And then, you know, we piggyback off each other. Someone in the class may know this. Someone may know that. And then look, we like the last set of girls that I had in November, like we literally still have a group chat that we talk about like different stuff where we like you know post on each other's instagram pages or support each other so it's it's really good as a bonding experience for me and you know for um networking purposes and just meeting more people that live within my city that share a common goal i'm here for it i listen no bs absolute no bs i'm there i i you know i i'm I'm you're gonna watch me struggle but i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it doggone it so <laughs> listen, no one struggles. We all completed at the end because I definitely take a picture of oh. everybody's face. Like, see, you were crying about how this oh. look and 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 look. It's look like great. a it's no, like I'm a sober sipping paint. Okay, sipping paint on my face. I mean, we ain't got to be sober. <laughs> we can change it up this year. We ain't no, got I'll to just got to, but I'd like for you to understand the steps before you try to go home and reenact this. Be like, it is look, look like just, this, I, but your eyes were all oh, lazy. God, no. Yep. Yeah. But mm-hmm. no, no, yeah, absolutely. So. I'm there, but I will throw all of that in like the notes. And when I like throw the promo out for the show, you'll see it on Instagram. And uh, I I primarily I'm on Instagram and Twitter. I don't really fool with Facebook. God bless me. But yeah, yeah it's nah. too much. Yeah, nah. But um, you might throw some out there and the auntie's going to like it. But that's yeah, about it. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, that trying to explain a podcast to people on Facebook is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't see you. I'm just listening. Yes, Aunt Shirley. Just like yes, the radio. Yes, yes. That's like <laughs> I made a I made a I made a playlist thing. for Black History Month and I put it on Spotify. And my mom was like, So what kind of music is it? I was like, Ma, it's a playlist. You you have to listen to figure out what kind of yeah right I can't just it's not just one artist ma it's like 17 yeah but also what I'm not gonna do is describe the genre and it's it's oh yeah oh wait but my mom is listening I love you so much right now mom so (laughs) your mom is super dope though she's She's cool. cool she's cool she gets the hang of it as soon as you and it's a lot of times as soon as you explain it she's like oh okay I understand yeah and that's it that's all you need is just an extra yeah got yeah it'll be me one day jesus one day so listen if it ain't already i know your kids teaching you things you had no you know so yeah that's a whole nother thing i i keep my kids as far (laughs) away from all the technology like not like in a bad Uh way but like as far as like phones and social media in a safe way they have none of that so well two of them do now and then two of them don't but yeah but yeah, but it, well, it's just yeah. to keep my sanity and to keep them. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's because that's an entirely different podcast. But mm. like I said, I'm gonna have <laughs> I'm gonna have all your stuff, all the info in the notes, and it's gonna be up on the gram. And if you tweet, 
my, my my Twitter game is a little off because I took a small hiatus and now Twitter is also different, but uh-huh. it's still going to be there regardless. Yeah. So um, thank you. Thank you. And uh, no, thank you for no, having no, me. No, this was I really the next time this can be in person and we actually have cocktails that we're running with. Around um, the room. Hell's That's yes. So, <laughs> but yeah but thanks and maybe we'll do it well we are going to do it again eventually and it'll be it'll be um i promise not to be in my car that part i promise not to oh, be in my fine. car listen life happens do what you can when you have the time okay <laughs> i'm not opposed i'm not opposed but all right well thank you and and we're gonna cut this here no thank you all right love not thanks. a problem yes I'll ma'am Bye. Bye.